Welcome to the Happy Tans Podcast, where you will learn everything you need to know about running a successful sunless tanning business. We will interview some of the industry's top business owners to find out how they took a passion and turned it into a prosperous business. And here's your host, Grant Conscious. What is up, Happy Tanners? Thank you so much for joining us on episode 47 of the Happy Tans podcast. On today's podcast, we have Kate from Tans by Kate in beautiful Canada. Thank you so much for joining us, Kate, and thank you so much for sharing your story. She is young and ambitious. She is fairly, relatively new in the industry, but she's already making waves in her local community there in Canada. The The thing that we really loved about Kate's business, among other things, was the fact that she has a huge following on Instagram and uses real client photos. So make sure to listen to the interview so you can learn a little bit more about Instagram and how she gets these photos because they are really what sells. And that is the only and the main marketing tactic that Kate uses for her business. Kate, again, thank you so much for joining us on the episode of the Happy Dance Podcast. We are so happy to have you on here. For everybody that's listening, please check us out at happytans.com. We have the first and only website builder. Go there, happytans.com forward slash website. If you go there, you'll see a green button that says create your website. The podcast is also sponsored by Sunless Evolution, which is the newest venture with Jimmy Coco and myself, where we help you to take your business and your craft to the next level through our coaching and resources and interviews, among other things. Check it out at sunlessevo.com. Again, sunlessevo.com. If you have any questions, as always, feel free to reach out to me, grant at happytans.com. Thank you so much for your support and happy tanning. Hello, and welcome to the Happy Tans Podcast. On today's episode, we have Kate from Tans by Kate. How are you doing today? I'm awesome, Grant. Thank you for having me on here. You're welcome. You're welcome. I was going to say your name again but then I was like that's too much so I decided not to (laughs) (laughs) that's funny yeah yeah so uh, I just want to open the floor for a second Kate introduce yourself tell us a little bit about you and your business and uh, let the let the listeners know uh, your background okay so hello everyone my name is Kate I'm located down here in Winnipeg Manitoba Canada I started my business a year ago called Tans by Kate um, since then, I quit my job, and this is my full-time thing. Um, my gosh, I'm so nervous. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what can I tell you guys? So I used to be a server for the past six years, and then one day I got a spray tan, and I realized that here in Winnipeg, we had only had two companies that were spray tanning. And I was like, this is a market and a niche that I really need to get into, Tons of people are becoming so health conscious with cancer and everything that's going on. And I was like, I feel like this is the way of the future. Even though I know it's been around since like 2002, Mm -hmm. we're just a little behind the times here. So (laughs) I went and did all my research and looked at my boyfriend one day and I said, hey, I'm going to just invest in this and see where it takes me. So a little bit of... Yeah, it was, it's been really good. So I actually taught myself how to do everything. Oh, that's um, awesome. Yeah, that's cool. So a year ago, you started and you just decided that you were tired of being a server. You wanted to do something a little different. And it sounds like it took off pretty quick for you. It did. I was sitting there and I was turning 24 and I was like, okay, school is not for me. I don't enjoy it. I love customer service. I'm like, what can I do? 
And uh, at the time too, I had been managing for about three months and then I retired. I call it retiring when I quit (laughs) because they were just making me work 12 to 14 hours a day on salary for my eight hour salary. And I was like, this company is so taking advantage of a 23 year old for like the energy I have and everything. And I was like, I will never work that hard again unless it's for myself. Yeah. And so here we are. I have worked hard and it's definitely paid off. I love my job now and I wouldn't change it for anything. That's awesome. Yeah. And, and customer service is a great thing to be good at for this industry, obviously any business, but especially this one, because it's such an intimate service as you know, and everybody knows. So that's a good thing to have. And if you're hustling for somebody else, you might as well do it for yourself. So why not? Why not do that? Um, so you said a year and are you mobile or do you have a location? I'm salon based. So I started off the first two months out of my house and two months in a salon actually scouted me and said, Hey, we have like a little space. We'd love for you to rent it and work out of our salon. And I was like, okay, done. (laughs) I feel like this is my opportunity to grow. And so I took them up on it and I'm still at that same location to this day. That's Um, awesome. It's just worked out so well. Um, But I stopped doing the mobile version of things. I just found that um, I could put through triple the amount of clients a day having them come to me in the salon rather than me having to pack up my stuff, drive to them and everything like that. So profitability wise, I cut out doing mobile tanning for now. Right. Yeah. We see a lot of people that either quit or they offer the mobile at a much uh, more expensive price point and then they can maybe bring somebody in to help. You know, that's something that people can kind of play around with and see what works. Um, a couple of questions about that. I guess uh, one question is when you got into the location, did you see a change in the business uh, as, as far as the number of clients? And secondly, um, did um, what kind of uh, arrangement do you have with the salon? Do you just pay them a flat monthly f- like rent fee or cause a lot of people are in a situation where people want them to come in, but they also want a cut of the tan. So I'd be interested to hear how you work that out. So I lucked out a lot with the salon. So when I came in, we set up a deal that as long as, cause I have such a high volume of clientele coming through months mm-hmm. that if I get certain amounts of my clientele booking services with them, that covers the portion of rent that I would have paid or more. Um, I don't actually have to pay anything that month. So we track how many of my clients come through, book a service with the salon itself because they are a full service salon. Um, And then at the end of the month, I will either cover what portion wasn't, on that rent side or mm-hmm. I could break even and I don't have to pay anything. So it's a really good one. That way I do lots of advertising for the salon itself um, just for yeah. recognition as well for them. And it's been a really good, good, I would say deal for both yeah. of us. That's a great situation for you. I actually haven't heard that one. That's an interesting one. I'll have You've to recommend. never heard of that one. No. Yeah, I went into it and I looked at the salon and I said, I could work from home and, you know, make full profitability. So I was like, what can you offer me 
that mm. would make me want to be out of here. Turn the tables. I like that. I think a lot of people go into it the other way around, where it's like, what can I do for you? And then, and then they're at the mercy of the salon, unfortunately. So that's a good way to put it. Yeah. And I just don't like that control, right? Because if I am giving them that much clientele base of income from my clients coming through, seeing their space, wanting to get their hair and nails done, whatever it may be, why not have a great deal set up like this? And yeah. So been there for almost a year now and I'm still thriving and happy there. Awesome. So did your, um, do, uh, one more question about that. Did they, is that go both ways? So if you're, if they refer people to you, do you owe them or is that just kind of, no. Oh, wow. <laughs> awesome. And you know what? It's been really nice being out of a salon. I feel like, um, my clientele has really got, grown in the age demographic range just because I feel like a lot of people are more comfortable going to a salon environment than, say, some 24-year-old's basement, you know? So yeah. <laughs> I found in the first month that I was at the salon, I almost grew in, in double with the amount of how busy I was. Wow. That's pretty significant. I think anybody would take that. <laughs> yeah. When I first started off too, I was really trying to do the bodybuilding competition side of thing. Mm -hmm. And there was some supplement stores in the city that are really close, closely related with those competitions. And I wanted to get in with them. They would not have anything to do with me until I was salon based though. Wow. I guess it just brings some sort of um, legitimacy factor to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. A little validity. And for them, they know maybe some more trust there um, more than anything, I guess. That's yeah, interesting. I think that. I think, yeah, definitely cool. the trust factor. Yeah, we'll, we'll circle back on some of that stuff. I, I want to touch on... Um, I want to touch on the the uh, entrepreneurial roller coaster ride that everybody goes on owning your own business. So both both the worst and the best moments so far. I mean, you've only been in it for a year, but I'm sure that you've had uh, some good moments and some bad moments so far. So if you want to share us uh, that information, starting with the worst moment and then follow that up with the best, we'd love to hear, you know, how you've gotten through that and, and what challenges you faced. I always say to everyone, you don't realize when you're an entrepreneur how many days you're going to go home and cry because you're so tired. <laughs> um, but I actually would say the worst moment I had was this year. Um, a girl reached out to me and messaged me and said, hey, Kate, would you tan someone of my body size? And if so, would you charge me extra? And I was absolutely crushed that someone would look at my page and feel like they couldn't find a body shape or size that they could relate to and that they would have actually thought I would charge them more to do it that way. So um, obviously I messaged her and was like, no, I would tan you in a heartbeat. I would never. But I think that was the lowest point I've had in my business was realizing that as I grow bigger, I need to make sure I'm catering to every demographic. And the hard part is because I post a lot of pictures that clients send me, I have less control over who wants to send me photos and who doesn't. So because I spray all shapes and sizes and age range, it's really hard sometimes to zone in on a specific demographic for photos. 
So. Yeah, that is. Uh, we, we obviously noticed your Instagram and checked it out. It's really well put together. You have a lot of good photos. And I was assuming a lot of them were, or most of them, maybe all of them are authentic photos. But I think that's a pretty typical for this industry. So it's it's interesting to hear that, you know, it's a challenge for you. And I think a lot of people are trying to figure out how to overcome that because they don't want to shut off people. Obviously, we're they're here for anyone and everyone. So it's a challenge. Yeah, it's a challenge. And I feel like everyone in every industry at some point is going to kind of go through that challenge as well, navigating how to make sure you're catering your photos and images to all all areas. Mm -hmm. Um, But so I really had to kind of switch up my marketing plan and everything like that, where I'm trying to do more photo shoots and actually like plan and organize things to make sure that I'm getting a range of photos. Right. Um, Because my page, yeah, I always go, every picture on my page is someone that I've spray tanned. Wow. Um, I just love the authenticity of someone being able to come in, look at my page, pick a girl and go, I want to look like that. I want to tan like that. And I can go, yes, I can create that for you. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, we we definitely picked up on that. Those are some great photos. You have some, that's a good way to put it. Um, I think it's a, I think it's a really challenging thing for a lot of people to get the photos. Do you have any tips for people? I mean, maybe it's the age range of your clients that's, that's sending those photos. Do you have any tips for people to get those photos? I would say I actually message every client back the next day after their spray tan to check in to see how they feel about it and how they like it. And I feel like that really opens up an open door of communication where they feel very comfortable. Um, And most of the time I will at the end of my message go, you know, you're always welcome back or like, thanks for letting me tan you. If you have any photos you're confident and comfortable with me posting, feel free to send them my way. I'm always happy to share. Mm. And because I do that, I get just so many photos all the time of people just happy to send me something to post. I love that. That's a great piece of advice for people. They should definitely listen to that. Give it a try. Obviously, everyone's clients are different, but it's definitely worth trying to figure, find a way to to do that. That's a really good share, though. Thank you. Yeah, of course. Of course. And on the flip side of that, on the flip side of the worst moment, what's the best moment you've had so far? Okay. I've had so many good moments as I'm sure everyone does on their journey, but is it sad to say that sometimes the best moments for me are the ones where I can go through like a really busy week or a really busy season, feel like I'm not going to make it out of it. I'm tired. I'm exhausted. And at the end of the week, I sit there and I go, I did this. And it's just (laughs) that like sense of reward and accomplishment. Like, oh my gosh, I made it through this. And that has probably been some of the best moments I've gone through in my business is just being like, I didn't think I could make it through this week. And I did. Yeah. Sitting back and just reflecting on it. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. I think it's a great thing to do. I think a lot of people don't do that and they keep chasing stuff and don't look back at how far they've come. So that's a good, good way to kind of keep your sense of everything and, and how far you've come. I mean, for you to just to look back over a year and see how much you've accomplished is it's crazy. So I'm sure that a lot of people miss out on doing that and just kind of taking a step back and saying, wow, look at this week or month or, or quarter year, whole year that I just had. I think a lot of us don't realize too, because we're so passionate and in love with our businesses. Like if you're sick, you'll still go to work. If you're having anything family related, a lot of the time you will still go to work. And it's mm-hmm. 
looking at yourself and being like, wow, like I'm so proud of myself for doing that because I know back if I was working a serving job, I would have called in sick multiple mm -hmm. times last year. <laughs> I did not cancel a single appointment last year on a client. So, wow. Um, it's just looking at those little moments and being like, wow, I'm so much more resilient than I thought I was. Yeah, you definitely are. And I think that leads to, I think not canceling on your clients and that kind of stuff leads is a huge thing. I know. I mean, when you have to, you have to, but um, if you do, obviously you could miss out on the opportunity to have a new client or they may go somewhere else. Yeah. So it's important to be there. And that's exactly it. Yeah. Um, the nice part is too, when you make your own schedule, as long as I give myself enough notice, it's so nice to have the flexibility to, you know, go on a trip here and there and not mm -hmm. have to work around that two week vacation time. Right. Like a lot of people do. <laughs> and not have to ask somebody if you can take a vacation. Right. <laughs> and that's, that's right. exactly it. Right. 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 Yeah. That's, that's definitely a huge thing and, and a good, it's a rewarding thing to look back and say, wow, this is a great opportunity. So that's cool to hear how far you've come in a year. And this is kind of off topic, but um, Winnipeg, is it cold there? It is freezing. Okay. Um, we were down to minus 50 degrees Celsius. Celsius, yeah. Um, for like a week and a half straight. We are finally hitting above or zero. We're finally at zero right now. Yeah, I just Googled it as you were talking. It said 32 Fahrenheit, so that would be zero Celsius. <laughs> yeah. And wow. uh, this is good weather for us. We're all walking around in sweaters now. Mm. Had the coldest winter the last few months. Jeez, that's crazy. I was in, I don't know much about the uh, about Canada, and I'm not very good with geography. So I was in uh, Calgary for work a couple well, a month ago, I guess. And it was yeah. cold and they were like, you missed it last week. It was negative 50. Sounds like what you were going through. I was like, thank you. Oh, so you, you caught them during a Chinook. Which is so <laughs> yeah. Funny. I was there right after. Yeah. Yeah. They, they said that word. I was like, I don't know what that means, but yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. Calgary is one of the lucky places in Canada that gets these warm fronts called Chinooks that come in. And so they'll go from like having minus 50 to all of a sudden just like in my opinion, beautiful weather. Obviously, you had a different experience with that. <laughs> yeah, it was a blizzard the first night. <laughs> I always wonder because I like in Canada, we get such cold weather. I always wonder down like where you are, where other people are. Do you guys have busier and like busy and slower seasons for spray tanning as well still? Yeah, that's why I was actually bringing it up. I was kind of curious because a lot of people – uh, for instance, I'm in North Carolina, so we get all the seasons, but then there's people that are in uh, New York, Chicago, Boston, you know, Massachusetts and things like that that get really cold winter for us, cold winters and snow and stuff. We don't deal so much with that. And then obviously there's people in Florida or California and, you know, places like that that really don't get too, too cold of a winter and a lot of sunshine. So you have vastly different seasons and, uh, you know, things like that. But I think the ebb and flow of the spray tanning industry pretty much is, you know, everybody gets busiest around that March, uh, excuse me, May, June uh, time. Those yeah. are usually the busiest months. So I was kind of curious how I, my, my question is a lot of people say it's so cold clients aren't, they're not showing skin. They don't want to tan. Right. So have you, did you have that issue or do people still come in? How did you keep them coming in? I guess. So, I would say like going through my first year, I did notice summer was the busiest 
seasons for me, mm -hmm. uh, which I thought starting out that winter was going to be. Um, so I did find that there was a decline in clientele hitting into some of those really colder months unless people were heading off on trips or had special occasions to go for. Um, I actually didn't change up any of my marketing plans or anything like that. I really just kind of rode out a little bit of the slower wave and took a little time for myself just to go on trips and kind of work on some of the behind the scenes stuff mm -hmm. of building a business that I didn't really have the time and energy to focus in on in the summer. And now I'm right back to my my busy season yeah. again. That's awesome. I think that's a good thing. And something I preach to people is to always rest uh, during the slower times. Not that you don't want to be working on it, but I think if you're smart with uh, your financials, obviously you have to make sure to take care of that. And when it's busy, pack that money away for the slower times and any business that has a seasonal aspect, you're going to face that. So if you can do that, then you can kind of relax and not so much relax. Like I'm not working, but relax as in, let me get out of working daily on, you know, in the business and actually take a step back, go experience some new things, think up some new uh, offers, new things I can do for marketing or taking care of my clients or whatever it may be. So I usually challenge people to, to try to rest when they can go, go check out different industries, get ideas from wherever restaurants, spas, I don't care what it is, you know, different that's things. Exactly it. Yeah. So I feel like, I feel like that's the way you should utilize your downtime is yeah. going out there and figuring out new marketing strategies and how can you progress it? So you're busier and busier every year, each yeah. month and yeah. kind of taking those and enjoying them. Yeah. And anybody that, that I mean, most people that are in their business are probably in these shoes, but anybody that's really passionate about it probably knows that even when you're not working and on vacation, your mind never stops. I know my wife gets on me sometimes, Grant, you got to disconnect. I'm like, sorry, sometimes I can't. It's just like endless. And I'll come up with the best ideas when I'm not working or when we're away yeah. on vacation, you know? So. <laughs> I always, I don't know if you're like this. I carry a pen and a notebook with me everywhere. And as I'm going through life, I am jotting down ideas constantly. Mm. My boyfriend rags me for it all the time. But <laughs> I say, I, sometimes you catch me when I'm in like a relaxed state and I have the most creative like floating mojo yeah. going on and I'm like I cannot lose out on these ideas yeah so. yeah I don't I, I put notes in my uh, phone I, I've always wanted to carry a little um, notebook around but I'm like I can't read my writing that good anyway so I'll just put it in the <laughs> notes on the phone it'll work <laughs> <laughs> And the less, yeah, le less stuff I have in my pockets, the better. So that's how I do it. <laughs> you need to get yourself one of those man purses. So oh, yeah, that'd be perfect. Yeah. With all your stuff. I'll it. do it. Or wear a fanny pack. That would work too. <laughs> or a fanny pack. Oh, I should God. do it. That'd be awesome. <laughs> you should get a fanny pack. That would be awesome. <laughs> Definitely. I'm going to think, oh, I'm going to go on Amazon, check it out. So <laughs> we'll see what we can <laughs> So Kate, let me ask you this because you've only been in business for a year, but I'm sure things have dropped. Well, first, let me ask you this because I forgot to ask, how did you get your first paying customer? Do you remember or client? Yeah. So I got my first paying customer by going at the time on my Snapchat and I posted to all my friends and said, looking for someone to get a spray tan. And so I had two girls reply to me and they came. Uh, for a spray tan and I was like I will charge you $15 if you want one and 
So both that was the it. That was it. I was like, I will do a spray tan on you for $15. I said, the only thing I ask is that you give me your honest opinion on how oh. it turned out. And were you learning at that point? I guess you were, right? I was. So I started off, um, my boyfriend was my first ever client mm -hmm. that I spray tanned. He wasn't a paying client though. <laughs> and then um, I worked on a lot of my, like, my family and stuff like that for the first, I'd say, month of just figuring out everything and getting the hang of it. And mm -hmm. then after that, I ended up spraying those two girls, got positive feedback. And I said, I'm going to start an Instagram page because I feel like Instagram is an amazing free marketing tool that is accessible to all of us that really the spray tanning companies in Winnipeg, the two that were around, were not utilizing. Mm. Um, so I was like, I'm going to jump on this trend and kind of start advertising there. And so that was from it. There, that was it. And that's kind of where I, I worked through. And it's, it's kind of crazy to see though, since I've started up, I could probably list 16 businesses or girls or guys or uh, people out there who have started up spray tanning now in Winnipeg. Wow. Since. Mm -hmm. In just a year. Crazy. In just a year. And I think it's just because of that that uh, social media presence I threw out there. I think a lot of people didn't realize that this was a thing that was a popular method. And so now everyone's wanting to jump on the, right. I call it the, the train, the spray tanning bandwagon of <laughs> getting in there and doing it. So kind of neat to see that growth and yeah. yeah that's awesome yeah. and if uh you know you don't worry about the competition they'll be there they may go away who knows but as long as you focus on your clients and take care of them you're going to be around for years and years to come and that's exactly how i look at it sometimes it's not worth it stressing out about the competition yeah absolutely to focus that energy into building your business and bettering yourself yeah and has uh Insta on that note has instagram been the biggest source of your business it sounds like it has Instagram has been the biggest source and probably the only source of marketing that I've used wow. to build my business. That's yeah. crazy. Power of, uh, the power of the images. I mean, it is a visual industry, so it makes sense. Uh, again, a lot of people struggle with it. So uh, I tell them to check out your, uh, your Instagram. We'll link it below for sure so they can check it out. The, the legitimate client photos help. People can tell they're real. That's, that's awesome. And obviously... I'm sure most of the clients come from like friends of those people, like when they're posted, right? And it's, it's a hundred percent, it's word of mouth. And it's a lot of people too, who have this stigma that spray towns are supposed to be warned or mm -hmm. this slotchiness. And then they look and they see someone that they recognize who's tried my services and is on my page presented in a happy photo. And they're like, Oh, well, blah, 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 tried it. So now I'm going to try it. It's almost like, builds trust with clients before they even come into the salon. Yeah, absolutely. It does because they see it and they're like, oh, is that a real tan? <laughs> like, that's a real tan? Oh, but I know that person. I went to high school with that person or something like that. And they'll look at it and go, okay, she did it. I'll yeah, try it. That's when you know it's a good tan, right? <laughs> yeah. I got tan last week. I was out in uh, LA with Jimmy for some training for Sunless Evo and I did it. I got tan. I come home. My sister oh. goes, is that 
she goes, nice tan. I was like, yeah. And she's like, wait, is that fake? I was like, yeah, it is. She's like, oh, that's awesome. <laughs> you know, it's a good tan way. Yeah, exactly. Your sister ass is that a real tan? Yeah, or yeah, or you're with Jimmy. He did it, so that works. <laughs> you are so lucky. Jimmy did your tan. He is like my spray tanning idol. I'm yeah. Like, I'm like, oh my goodness. Well, he's awesome. Uh, you'll have to join. I know we talked about Sunless Eva. You'll have to join up with us. I would definitely love to jump in on that that uh, form and yeah. kind of connect with other people in the community. It's, it's an amazing community. Yeah. Side note for everybody that's listening. Sorry, but we're going to talk about Sunless Evo for a second. <laughs> you haven't heard about it. After this podcast with Kate, jump on over sunlessevoevo.com. Yeah. It opens April 1st through April 8th, and then it closes down again for a few months. So jump in when you can. We'll, we'll be excited to have you in there, Kate. It'd be good to... Uh, to get in there, share some stories, learn some stuff. It's just like, it's a great community of people um, just really there to help each other, which is awesome. I think that's awesome. You guys are creating that community as well. I feel like a lot of times people in, in the same profession think of things as a lot of competition based. Yeah. So I feel like when you open up a platform like that, it kind of reminds people that it's more of a support based community. Yeah. And we, you know, yeah, for sure. And, you know, Jimmy and I can't take any credit. It's just great. The members are, are what makes it. Uh, it's just an amazing community. It's, it's great for people to get, like you said, they're like-minded individuals. They're in the same thing. They're doing the same thing daily. And you, a lot of the people find themselves just kind of being lonely because you work, you go home, you don't have anybody to talk to, um, you know, about it, but you might have questions and things mm -hmm. like that. So that's essentially the platform that's created. And you know, nobody's really competition, even if people were close to each other, which I haven't seen anybody that's been that close, but you know, it's not competition. I'm, I've been in uh, web design communities and we're all each other's competition, right? Cause it doesn't matter if you're local or not, but it doesn't matter. We help each other. We're there. So it's the same, same thing here. Lift each other up. It's, it's so much better. Yeah. And that's a great, a yeah. great thing to do. And that's just like you said, yeah, it's not competition, right? So, not at all. Not awesome. at all. Sorry. Sorry for the sunless Evo. Uh, splurge there guys <laughs> we're, we're passionate about it we're happy about it Kate's gonna be in there and she's gonna experience it she's gonna be loving it as well so that's awesome Kate um on back to your business I'm sorry to again to go off no, on detour don't ever apologize okay. <laughs> back on track here so I know you've only been in business for a year, but I'm sure things have changed drastically over that year. I mean, from being mobile, doing it out of your basement, however you were doing it, mobile as well, now to having the location, you're a lot busier. How, how have things changed for you? Like, what does your day look like to what it used to be? Oh, gosh, a day is more chaotic than it used to be, um, which is awesome, though. I think I said, like, when I first started out, I would maybe have, like, I don't know, one customer in a week mm -hmm. when I first started. And then all of a sudden, you know, I was like, oh, I got five customers this week. Now it's up to anywhere to 70 customers. I'll max myself out at a week. Wow. Um, so the growth has been exponential in that way. And I think a lot of it too has been dealing with the changing of how I've had to market. So I felt mm -hmm. like when I first started, I was definitely trying to push my content more towards like a sexualized thing just to sure. grab people's attention. And that sounds awful. Um, but as I felt like I built myself as more of a professional brand, I really tried to gear my pictures towards 
um, towards stuff that I'm like, this is more appropriate for me to post. And this is something I'd be proud with my grandfather seeing my page, yeah. you know? Um, so I really tried to change the way I've marketed my business to people. Right. And I felt like that has opened it up to a lot more, um, a lot more people wanting to actually follow my page, which I didn't realize that would be kind of the growing trend of it. <laughs> that's awesome. I think that's a, that's a good thing. You mentioned that I think it's a challenge for anybody because it's, I mean, it is such a, you know, bikini, whatever, I guess for guys, speedos, mm -hmm. whatever it is. So it's so, so focused on that, the beach, uh, things like that. So to, to turn that and kind of make it more of a, it sounds like more of an everyday kind of normal thing. Um, I think that's part of the challenge for people from a marketing standpoint, but also, you know, once you do it, I think you capitalize and reach a lot more people, like you said, because some people are turned off by that. Obviously, you can only do so much because some of them may be more provocative, I guess, if that's the right word than others. But yes, that's a great word. To yeah. use for that. <laughs> some people may want it. I mean, it depends on your clientele, right? I'm sure there's people out there that have the, the most wild and provocative pictures on every single post and that's their clientele. Yeah. Um, but it uh, depends on what your, your business plan is. And I think that's that getting kind of just catering to that new trend. Yeah. You know what? crazy too as I've gone through my business so I would never post anything at the beginning about my life or like talk on my Instagram story about myself and as I've gone through the business I'm realizing that that is the stuff that people actually follow and like so I've really been working on building myself as more of a personal brand as well as a spray tanner yeah and that's a, that's a good move yeah I think that's that's smart to do I think that uh, people you know, stories sell, right? So the people get behind you and, and who you are, why you, why you started the business. And that's the real driver. If you look at a lot of successful companies, you know, a lot, a lot of big brands struggle because they don't have an identity, but uh, we've mm -hmm. seen the personal brands kind of take off recently because of that. People are like, I really like this person because they, you know, went through X, Y, Z, or I can relate to them because of this or, you know, whatever. So um, that's to be able to relate. I feel like it's a, it gives them, the thought that if they ever want to do it too, like they have the achieve, the ability to achieve it. Cause sometimes yep. it's like people love to watch you struggle and fail sometimes. And it <laughs> sounds awful, but it's, it's nice to share that with people. I think it gives them almost a trust, a trust in your brand and your business, knowing like you're a real human too. And you go through things every day. And yeah. Yeah. They and love, they love sharing too and all of the good stuff. So like if I post something, something great um mm -hmm. the amount of feedback i get from people i don't know all the time just being like i'm so happy for you or that's fantastic it's it really creates a really supportive community and it really drives your business yeah and you get a lot of people that just want to support you too so i mean i know i've done that myself i'll go to different businesses simply for the support factor even if it's more expensive or, or inconvenient for me or you know whatever just to support them so that's that's something you get too yeah, it's a great thing to have. Yeah, it really is. It really is. Uh, well, Kate, if you had to, and, and we may already know this answer after our, our talking about Instagram, but if you had to pinpoint one thing that has led to the, your success so far and, and your uh, it, uh, you know, kind of exponential growth over the past year, what would you say that number one thing was? It was 100% Instagram. Mm -hmm. So just think, Go ahead. I think it's just focusing on building my brand that way. And I think it's also understanding like 
that I don't know everything and there's always areas I can improve in and learn on. I think understanding that you can always grow in certain areas of your technique or the way you do things is, is really a way to keep your clientele coming back too. Yes. That's a great mindset to have. There's a book called Mindset by Carol Dweck, which is all about that. It's the fixed mindset versus a growth mindset. So as long as you have that growth mindset, you know, you're going to continue to grow, obviously, and expand your business and your life versus a fixed mindset. It's like, that's all there is. There's nothing else. I can't learn this, you know, so that's a great mindset for you to have. Thank you. Yeah. I've actually never even heard of the book before. What did you say it was called again? It's, it's called, yeah, it's just called Mindset by Carol Dweck, D-W-E-C-K. It's a really, really good book. Right now. Yeah, it's an awesome <laughs> book. Um, some guy that I listened to his podcast, actually, it's his favorite book and he always talked about it. So I was like, okay, enough, Tom, I'll listen to it. <laughs> so I got it on Audible and listened to it. But it's a really good book and, and something I think a lot of people can learn. So if you have something that comes up and you say, Oh, I, you know, I haven't come across this situation before. Um, I need to, uh, you know, I want to figure out how to do it. That's a growth mindset versus I've never yeah. come across this situation before. I can't figure it out. I'm not smart enough. I can't, you know, I, I don't have the experience, you know, that's a fixed mindset. Um, and the growth mindset just allows you obviously to grow so much more and, and open up so many more opportunities. I also think too, sometimes because I self taught myself how to do this, I feel like I encountered a lot more um, like problems that I was like, okay, well, someone didn't just tell me how to fix this. So right. now I need to go behind, do the research, figure out what's causing it and what I can do to fix it and kind of create a solution that way. And I feel like I have a better understanding of the how, if, and why things are going on. And so, so through that, as I've kind of evolved over the last year, I've been able to look at the things I'm doing as I, you know, get further into my business and go, oh my gosh, if I did this one small thing here, this would look better. Or if yeah. I did this, my client would be happier. So. Exactly. Exactly. So you didn't, I mean, this is one of the questions I ask anyway, then you didn't go through any training or certification and you still haven't, I guess. I still haven't. No. And I actually am at the point where I don't know if I will go through training or certification <laughs> anymore. Sure. It never hurts to continue evolving and growing. But um, for now, I think I'm going to kind of keep on the route I've been going on. Yeah. Not a bad thing. Obviously, uh, you know, I tell people when they ask, I get asked questions about training all the time. You know, most of, I think 48 out of 50 states in the United States don't have any regulations. So there's really no quote unquote certification training is necessary. If you're not confident, don't feel like jumping in. But a lot of people that have been on this podcast, either they've been in it for so long that there was no training when they started, or they just decided to jump in and, and do it and, you know, get out of paper towel and start spraying in their shower or get their boyfriend or significant yeah. other to spray them. So <laughs> that's exactly it. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, I think I that's a good my boyfriend spray me. That's how okay. I get my <laughs> Yeah, we see that. We see that all the time. Oh, no, I haven't. No, sorry. I didn't see that. I just see it. I see all the time boyfriends doing it, husbands doing it, or people spraying themselves. So we get a mix of, uh, you know, figuring out how they can get their tan. Because you got to rock your tan, obviously. You got you to gotta represent your brand, too. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, that's so great. Yeah. Awesome, Kate. Well, before I ask the last question, I just want to thank you on behalf of the entire Happy Tense community for sharing your story. It's wonderful to hear how far you've come in only this short year. Can't wait to see 
how much further you have to grow. We hope to see you obviously inside Sunless Evolution, sharing some information with people, getting some information from people and uh, just being part of the community. Thank you so much for having me on here today. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. It's it's our pleasure. Uh, And the last question I like to ask is if you could write a letter to yourself when you were just starting out, what would you say? I would say get an online booking system sooner than I did. (laughs) That's awesome. So that's then this online booking system is a key to your growth here then. Oh, it's, it's helped so much. I think last grad season, I pushed through 297 tans in June and I did that without a booking system. So I'd go to work for like 10, 12 hours, spray tan, come home for four hours and try to coordinate messages to book people in. And I'm like, if I had that booking system one month sooner, I would have saved myself so many hours of <laughs> messaging back and forth. So if I could tell myself anything, it would have yeah. been to get that booking system sooner. It saved me a lot of tears. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. We we talk a lot about automate and Happy Tans or Sunless Evo about automating parts of your business. That's a huge one. I think it's more challenging for mobile businesses, obviously, but if you have a location, you have hours offload that as soon as you can and not only that but you got 140 you use gen book right 145 reviews on there that's awesome i do i love gen book i love the whole review concept of it as well too yeah very you know i always tell businesses too i feel like you need to go into things with the mindset of like what can they do for me so when i was thinking about using gen book i actually called them and i said hi I was like, why should I use your business over Acuity or one of the other ones? Mm-hmm. And the guy goes, I have never had someone call me and ask me to sell, sell them on why I should <laughs> do this. So, Did he sell you? Was he good? He sold me and I have been with GenBook since. And I, wow. I'm actually very happy with their, right, their right. system. Yeah, it's one of the most popular ones. There's a few, I think, like you said, you pretty much just had to find out what works for you. I mean, I said, there's no black and white answer to it. It's just what works. So mm-hmm. glad you found Gen Book then. That's a good one. Thank you. Glad you were looking at my Gen Book reviews. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I pulled it up to see. I like to get do a little uh, reconnaissance before the, the interview. So I checked that out. <laughs> I appreciate that yeah. so much, actually. Yeah, you're welcome, Kate. Well, thanks again for being on. It was a true pleasure to get a chat with you a little bit longer. I know we talked on the phone in the past. Thanks for your patience. I think we both got busy, had a lot going on. So uh, we've been trying to record this one for a while, but we appreciate you being on. Thanks for sharing your story. If anybody wants to reach out to you, is Instagram probably the best way to do that? Instagram's the perfect way to do that. And And that's Tans by Kate. Yeah, Yeah. Tans by Kate, K-A-I-T on Instagram. We will link that below as well, but you can reach out to her on there. Thanks so much, Kate. We are excited to continue to follow you and watch you grow. I can't wait to keep in touch and good luck with the new family you've got on your hands. Thank you so much. (laughs) You know you're extra busy now, so. (laughs) I appreciate it, Kate. Thank you so much for sharing your story. We, We really enjoyed it and we'll look forward to keeping in touch. Okay, we will touch base soon. Take care. Uh, You too. Bye-bye. Bye.